0: Lob Talk Radio. <laughs> To another episode of Stunt Trek with yours truly, Uncle Jim, and the one and only Leslie Hoffman. It is currently 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and we are live. We'll be with you live right now from 7 to 8 p.m. So if you'd like to call, if you have a question for Leslie or a comment, please give us a call at 646 668 2433. Once again, That's 646-668-2433. We'll get you right on the air and get your question answered. So if you're listening to us on Odyssey Radio, if you're listening to us on Stitcher, on um, iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify or any one of the other podcast platforms that we're featured on and you'd like to be part of the show live or you have a question or a comment, All you have to do is head over to blog talk radio backslash Trek talking and you'll see the link right there for the show on Sunday night. And you click on that link and you'll be listening to the live broadcast instead of the, the, um, I don't know what you call it, the podcast on live version. And then you can call the phone number uh, 646-668-2433 and you can be part of the show. So uh, we encourage that, if, if at all possible, because we like to interact with the fans. We like to hear from you guys. We like to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you like, what you don't like. And uh, we only get that when we hear it from you. So uh, we really appreciate you listening on Odyssey Radio or any of the other platforms out there. To really get the most out of the show, you have to go to backslash Talking. And listen to us live so you can participate and have your voice immortalized around the globe for all of eternity. So keep that in mind. And once again, the number is 646-668-2433. Same number, same bat time, same bat channel. So with that out of the way, welcome to Stunt Tracks. It's great to have you along. And uh, tonight, Leslie and I are going to be talking about uh, creating TOS and what goes into creating a a show such as Star Trek. There's a lot of people involved in it. Obviously, Gene Roddenberry, but it takes more than just him. And uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. So once again, 646-668-2433 is the number. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. But first, I've babbled enough. Let's introduce the one and only Leslie Hoffman. How are you doing tonight, Leslie?
1: Oh, I'm doing okay. We're a, we, we're we're kind of going back and forth between fall and winter now. You know, depending on the morning, the temperature, there could be light snow or or just bare. <laughs> it hasn't made up its mind. But but the place where I live made it into the news. Um, they felt that uh two of the spouses of the staff people here had the covert virus so so they could put us in a complete lockdown <laughs> so Wow life is, life is full of joy
0: <laughs> well they they extended here in Vermont they extended the stay at home order until uh April of twenty twenty one so we've still got a few more months to go before they consider completely reopening the state. And uh, oh, there's talk yeah. of shutting the schools down again. And uh, as things get worse, I don't know what's going to happen. We're not allowed to travel outside of the state. They have us quarantined. Um, so, I, you know, as the numbers go up and this gets worse, I think I think we're going to see it get worse than we did before. I think the worst is yet to come, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, well, we're right back into flu season. I mean, if if the COVID virus didn't exist even right now, we're about to hit the flu season, anyways.
0: Right, and when you add the flu on top of COVID, it's just a one-two punch. That's that's terrible.
1: Yeah. Oh. So wow. you know what I've been telling the the head guy here is that uh well I don't I don't know if people are doing this is that um you know so so your nose is drippy, you cough, you say well maybe if I drink some tea I'll get better. This this isn't anything that you sit around and and maybe it'll get better. Boy, if you start hacking or or whatever Uh, My advice is get to a doctor right away.
0: Yeah, I I mean, there's a lot of people out there, Leslie, that that still don't believe that COVID-19 is real and that it's as deadly as it is. They think it's all a hoax and it's not real. And I I know a lot of people like that. And it scares me because you know it might not it might not kill me if i get it i might not be in the risk pool but one of my neighbors or one of my family or one of my friends might have asthma or diabetes or a weak immune system or a bad heart and they get it from me and then it kills them and that's why we have to be so careful with this because we don't want to endanger the vulnerable people in our population, because we don't know who they are until it's too late.
1: Right, right, and also, uh, some people won't even show a symptom. You know, they they could test positive for for the virus, and yet yet, like you say, they're they're not showing any kind of a flu symptom. And I think that's what's happening too. Is that you got people that are actually positive and they're just walking around without a mask and they're touching other people or touching what, what, who knows? I mean, that's the other thing. It's, it's, it's one of these whole new things. Um, I was in Hollywood when, when AIDS hit and, and no one knew anything they didn't they didn't know if someone coughed in the room if everyone in the room was going to get aids or or you know they had no idea how it was transmitted but people were dying that's all they knew and 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 i really feel that's a, i i mean i hate to compare the two but but you know it's it's an unknown disease or it hasn't really been figured out. And and I mean, as you say, some people f- feel it doesn't exist and other people feel that, that it does exist. It does exist. Uh, I understand that, that we're having another toilet paper run. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true.
0: <laughs> I don't I understand mean, I- that at all. Yeah. I wow. mean
1: hoarding hoarding doesn't help the situation either. Well you know what,
0: Leslie? I want to I want my life back again. I want to go to conventions like when I met you in Albany and I wanna dress up as a Klingon again. I wanna go out to conventions, I wanna to go to concerts, I wanna to go to movies. When summer comes, I want to go to the beach. I want to go miniature golfing. I want to go shopping at the mall. I want to take my wife out to dinner. I want to do all those things that I'm not allowed to do right now. And the only way we're going to be able to go back to doing those things again is if people would, would stop and treat this thing for what it is so that we can get past it and get our lives back again. That's all I want.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I mean, even for um the the getting out that I would do the I mean, even if they were just errands, uh to have the freedom to just go out and go to a grocery store, go go wherever I wanted and now it's like uh is the mask really protecting me? What am I touching a surface that may be contaminated? I mean, it, the world is just—it's upside down, and I agree with you. I wish I, I wish it was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me well, too. Well, as long as we don't right. have to go through 2020 again. <laughs> right. We'll just skip. Skip that. We'll go right to maybe maybe we need to be a year ahead As opposed to a year <laughs> behind
0: <laughs> So while we're talking It's a perfect segue While we're talking about jumping a year ahead As we started doing As we've been doing on the show so far Is we're getting Leslie Hoffman's opinion Of the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery Which in this case was an episode called Die Trying Where um, The Discovery finds the Federation, they find Starfleet, and um, all kinds of stuff happens. It's not quite what they expected it to be, but after the welcome they got at Earth, we knew it was going to be different, and uh, a bunch of things happened. So we'll be talking about this and breaking it down on Trek Talking on Thursday night with Eric and Charles, but... Uh, we like to hear Leslie's opinion. We did this for Lower Decks, by the way, too. And so now we're going to continue that on with Discovery. So, um, Leslie, what did you think about Episode 6 of Star Trek Discovery, Die Trying?
1: It's, uh, again, I think they're still developing characters. Um, what can I say? I, I think it was a good episode. Uh, but, you know, the problem is, is they're introducing new people and, and, uh, wh- what do I say is half, half of the story is knowing the people that you know and the action going on. And then the other half is, is, uh, new characters trying to fit in and, and. I don't know. Personally I I, I mean I, I understand that you got to introduce characters but but that kinda of slows things down. I wanna see Grudge. <laughs> <laughs> well I think actually, Grudge should have a spin off series. <laughs>
0: Grudge, Grudge did fly the spaceship though. That was pretty cool. And worked the communicator. <laughs>
1: I'm all, I'm I all thought for our that... main coon cats.
0: <laughs> I, I thought that was great when they got a communicator a communication from Grudge and the a ship enters enters the star base and they open up the communicator screen and there's Grudge flying the ship. I thought that was great. <laughs> hey,
1: I, I love grudge. Cat, I think we all have cats that have typed on the computer. whether you understand what they typed is another story, but <laughs> or or. Uh, I've had my cat walk across my telephone while I'm talking, and <laughs> they start ste- she starts stepping on the buttons. You know, so I'm talking to a person, and all of a sudden there's beep 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 beep.
0: r two G shows up.
1: code message to these people.
0: So Leslie, from a stunt woman's point of view, we've talked about this in the past, but I want to get your opinion on it what did you think about the scene where Michael Burnham and Philippa Georgiou kicked the living crap out of all those Andorians on the ship? What was that fight scene? Not awesome.
1: Well like you say, it is, it is so amazing. Um, the difference of decades, um, which is part of what I'm going to talk about with the selling of the original Stark, is that, uh, you know, like, like a woman, there was no way in the 60s that a woman could be number one, let alone that a woman could, you know, let's say, beat up a person. And I'm sorry, uh, you go through TNG, uh, DS9, uh, Voyager, um human women were not allowed to beat up men because in theory the networks or whoever felt that a woman could not win a fight against a man now now you have discovery and and you know if if you know a fighting technique um a woman could be equal in fighting and or win a fight because because they're trained. And and so, and, so and I Giorgio love that does
0: discovery. <laughs> Giorgio kicks butt and takes names. She is incredible, Michelle Yo. I love her.
1: Yeah. No. I, I I. <laughs> I adore no, pun intended, her. No <laughs> but I get a big kick out of. <laughs> when Michael and Giorgio fight, I mean, it just it just shows you the ability that women have.
0: Yeah, I I thought when I was watching that episode and I saw that scene, I thought of I thought of you right away. I said to Jamie, I wonder if Leslie's watching this right now and what what she thinks about this because I thought it was great. Yeah, While we're well, talking about that though, what do you yeah, think, well, Leslie? What 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 do you think is going on with Giorgio and these flashbacks that she's having that are that are putting her in a coma temporarily?
1: I yeah I I have no idea whether that really isn't her and maybe that's a hologram of her. You know, it just there's too many possibilities. You know, I like I say, I, I do, uh, it could be a hologram that, well, like, um, see, I can't even remember the names. Uh, the human that that is carrying, you know, that's being the trill or has the symbiote in her, um, you know, she's having memories of her boyfriend or the boyfriend is sitting next to her. So, I mean she really sees him. Uh in this case everybody is seeing Giorgio, but is that really Giorgio or is that some kind of uh, well I say I don't know what to call it. Maybe maybe it's not a hologram, maybe it's an android.
0: Well the guy You know I, if I, you I remember uh, the the dude with the glasses, Kovac when Giorgio was, was blinking her eyes really fast. I don't, know, I don't really trust fast. anyone
1: with glasses anyways. In 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 that year and time, why would you be wearing glasses? So I already don't like him for some reason. Well, I don't like him because he's wearing glasses, and glasses seem to be wrong. Well, if you remember, Giorgio did
0: say to him when he was wearing his glasses that you could be a hologram programmed to think you're a human and you don't know that you're a hologram. She did bring that up. She said that. So that right. very well could but, be the case. She could actually be replaced with a hologram and now she's having memories that and, and that are conflicting with her programming or something. So you you could be on to something.
1: Right. Well, I, I say, I... Um, Maybe that's what's making the show good, because there are so many theories that you could have about Giorgio. You know, is that really her? Is she uh, repressing something that happened? Or is that not Giorgio? And, And, you know, is that a copy of her? Whether what like you say, whether an Android, whether a hologram, whether whether something like that the boyfriend, I mean, is that really her?
0: Yeah, and we'll have to wait and find out. Um yeah. we're, we're we're exactly half and We're at the midpoint right now. So
1: well, well, we have time. I guess we better get talking about the, about what we do. So, <laughs> yeah so let's let's
0: let's move on here a little bit and um uh, let's move on our story uh-huh. so overall though um you enjoyed the last episode of of discovery episode six overall, you liked it yeah all right so we got I that got out of the grudge, way. Got it, <laughs> yeah you know i got a phone i got a um i got a tweet from grudge by the way um that you mentioned grudge uh, you can go on twitter and you can follow grudge the cat and and grudge will send you will tweet you and it will be it'll be translated from cat into english so that you can actually know what grudge is talking about which is pretty cool i thought yeah yep i i follow grudge on twitter (laughs) because
1: i love grudge (laughs) I know my I know my little grudge wants to try to kill me accidentally. She she loves to walk in front of me, and then she flips over onto her back uh, to show me her stomach, which is really strange because cats don't normally want to show you their stomach. But the, like I say, I can be walking across the room, and she'll run in front of me, and then just kind of do this flip. And and if I'm not careful, I'm going to trip over the top of her. Well, <laughs> Maybe she was meant to if, take me to, to kill me. I don't know. If, if anybody, if,
0: <laughs> if you've listened to Trek talking, and if you listened to last week's show, right near the end of the show, like just as I was signing off and inhaling frequencies closed and everything, my cat, AJ, decided, well, it's time to jump on my head. <laughs> It's time to go after my headset and it's time to walk on my keyboard all in the last like three minutes of the show and ended up turning off my screen, putting the computer into airport mode and all kinds. It it took me a little while to get it all straightened out before I could properly end the show. So you never know what cats are going to do, you know, especially on a live show like this. So, but anyways, guys, listen, We are going to be talking about Star Trek the original series and uh, what what actually went into getting that on the air. And we're going to talk about the first pilot, the second pilot, and the unofficial pilot because actually, there believe it or not, there's actually technically three pilots for Star Trek, but only one that actually um, aired as the pilot. We're going to talk about that as well. And all the people go into bringing Star Trek to tv in the 60s so we have a lot to talk about a lot to cover we're going to have a lot of fun so you guys definitely want to hang out with us and be part of the conversation Um, before we have to take a quick break here for our listeners at odyssey radio so that russ can put some some commercials in there Uh, but for the rest of you guys that are listening on any other platform um we're only going to be gone for Oh, a second. Let me see. We're going to be gone for 36 seconds, to be exact. And then Leslie and I will be right back to talk about Star Trek, the original series, and what it took to create a legend. So um, run to the bathroom, don't walk, and whatever you do, don't touch that dial, okay? We'll be right back after we hear from Jamie.
1: Hi, this is Jamie from Trek Talking, here to invite you to join us for the best sci-fi themed podcast. Our elite team of trek Spurts are here to discuss Star Trek and sci-fi themed content. Call 646-668-2433, Thursday nights from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Coast Time. We can't wait to hear from you. Live long and prosper.
0: And we're back. So, Leslie, let's let's talk about the early years and what actually it took for Gene Roddenberry to get Star Trek to CBS because he didn't just walk up and say, here's Star Trek, and they said, oh, yeah, great, come on in. There was a little bit more to the story than that. Why don't you expand upon that for our listeners? Okay, so,
1: so uh, trying to get a, a show on the air isn't just that, I mean, uh, it suddenly appears. Uh, You got to remember that Gene Roddenberry was a writer originally, Um, and I mean, he wrote for Twilight Zone. I think I seen his name on Have Gun, Will Travel. Um, So he had an idea for a science fiction show. I mean, that's what I'll just call it, a science fiction show. Uh, he probably didn't write a complete script because that'd be a waste of time, uh, you know, to write like 97 pages or or whatever an hour's worth of a script would be. So, you, so you write a, a pitch is what they call it. And he went to Lou Production. Um, I believe that at that time, Lucy had just divorced Desi. And somehow she was controlling Desilu production. Desi was out of it. Um, but he, he went to Desilu production, and he met a man named Herbert Solo who actually, unfortunately, just passed away this past week. Um, but he went to Herbert and, and explained his idea, and, and Herbert loved it, and the idea was explained to Lucille Ball, and she liked the concept. And they did the pilot called The Cage. That's the one with Jeffrey Hunter uh, was filmed. But then, but then Herbert took it, actually took the offer or the idea or the pilot to CBS Believe it or not, CBS was the first one contacted. They did not want it. They already had Lost in Space. So they didn't want another sci-fi or or uh space show. So so he went over to NBC and and uh you know, did the pitch and NBC was interested in it. But they didn't like the original pilot. So actually, and this is very rare, NBC uh, actually paid for the second pilot. Now, the second pilot was not the first episode that was shown on television. The second pilot was Where No Man Has Gone Before. Um and then, and then you got to keep bargaining with the networks. You got to remember, cable stations didn't exist in the '60s. You had NBC, ABC, CBS. That's it. I mean, if you can't get one of those networks interested in it, then then your show is never going to go to series. So NBC did the second paid for the second pilot and And um, oh, they printed up you know things to sell or or to help sell the idea to other execs um but 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 even then, well um there were changes, like uh major could not be uh number two anymore, so they made her nurse chapel. Um, they did hire Nichelle, uh, which was quite unusual that a black woman or black, uh, whatever you want to call African American was basically the head of communications. And I don't, I, you've probably heard this story before is she actually was going to reject the role, but it was Martin Luther King that convinced her, Hey, you know, this is amazing that this role has been offered to you. Take it. I'm telling you, take the role, which she did do. Um, They changed captains from Christopher Pike to Captain Kirk. Um, NBC was very skeptical about Spock. They they actually airbrushed his ears in this pamphlet that they were handing out because they felt that the pointed ears, he looked like the devil, and and they were afraid that, uh, uh, again, it's very funny what executives think and what the public thinks. They're so afraid to show pointed ears to the executives, yet the public absolutely adored uh, Spock or the Vulcan. Um, let's see. I, I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, okay, so so they did go ahead, and and NBC did pick up Star Trek, and some of the people that helped created Star Trek, one was John Chambers. Which we've talked about in the past when we were just a podcast. He was a military doctor uh, who was known for creating prosthetics for soldiers who had lost, I'll say, visual features like maybe their ear had been damaged, or or they were missing an eye, or some you know something from war, and he was just this most creative doctor that would make prosthetics that these soldiers could wear. Uh, I guess he didn't want to be a, a military doctor anymore, so he came to Hollywood to do special effects makeup, and he was asked to make Spock's ears. Now, he actually did that first, but people probably most identify him with his work on Planet of the Apes. There we go. <laughs> our favorite, our, <laughs> our favorite show. We gotta name it. We gotta say that that the name of that movie at least once per uh, per per cast. Um, anyways, um, so so it was John Chambers, like you say, that made Spock's pointed ears. Uh, another perth- person, and interestingly enough. I found this interesting. Again, military. Matt Jeffries created the star created the ship, the Star Trek ship. You know what? What a military ship or ship that uh, maybe they yeah maybe they're doing a five year voyage, but they had to protect themselves, so they did have weapons. And so Matt Jeffries actually created the Enterprise. And uh, as a whatever you want to call it, thumbs up to them. The access tubes in the Enterprise they ended up calling it the Jeffries tubes. It was named after Matt Jeffries. Um, So, so this is what's so amazing about Star Trek is that Star Trek. So Star Trek did come to the air. but it only lasted two seasons, and they were going to cancel it. I mean, or basically they had canceled it. And the fans were furious. They knew it was being canceled, and they began a write-in campaign, and NBC relented and started a third season. But it's it's not a complete third season. Um I don't know if they canceled it because it cost too much money or, I mean, I can't believe that they didn't have the numbers there, you know, that, that people weren't watching it. Or now we come to that whole thing about the Nielsen family. You know, they picked groups to be the Nielsen family. So, so, I mean, if, if these people aren't into – Certain types of television shows, then then they're getting a false reading on, or obviously they got a false reading on that no one was watching this show because everybody was watching this show, <laughs> except the Nielsen families. Um, so so um, you know it, it, it's amazing for for a show that only lasted two and a half years. Um well and and the other thing about the original Star Trek is that it's interesting to read uh on Facebook people writing about Star Trek and and how boring they find the, you know the original series or or it doesn't make sense to them or whatever the episodes were about the issues in the 1960s, not issues in 2020. So, so you know, it was during the Vietnam War. It was uh, the assassinations that were going on. I mean, um, it was trying to bring a country back together, uh, which actually is happening right now, but... Uh, and then, on top of it, you only had the three networks, and there were rules i mean women couldn't fight uh you can't show belly buttons um i mean you know if you couldn't if you couldn't get one of the three networks to buy your show there there was no cable company back then i mean so So uh, I'm I'm just trying to go through this kind of quickly. So if you have anything that you want to add, you can. I mean, so for a show that only lasted two and a half years, I mean, it went on to do an animated series. Then years later, they did Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, a bunch of movies were made. I think it's interesting that CBS now well, because they own Paramount, um it's interesting that the original network that said no to Star Trek seems to be <laughs> has picking up picked up the ball and is running full full steam ahead with with I mean show after show. CBS has it and now you know Gene Roddenberry has been gone since uh I don't know it was like the first or second year of let's see I th- I forget if it was TNG or Deep Space 9 but um he was very ill I mean Tom got to work with him But he was very, very ill at that point. But Gene Roddenberry Jr., or now if you want to call him Gene Roddenberry, the son, um, you know, he's filming in Toronto, he's filming in Canada, and he has Discovery. He's done the animated series Lower Decks. Um, You know, there's Picard, and there's so many other shows that – Either have happened, you know, whether they've been real short series or 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 in development. I mean, again, it's amazing that something only two and a half years long has lasted. Let's see, uh, forty, sixty years now. Well, as far as the uh, CBS now
0: goes, you already said uh, Discovery, Lower Decks, and Picard. Uh, Strange New Worlds is also being worked on up in Canada. They also have a animated series called Prodigy, which is going to be on Nickelodeon, which um, Kate Mulgrew is going to reprise her role of Captain Janeway. And that's going to be an animated series for children, unlike uh, Lower Decks, which I think is more for adults. We've talked about Lower Decks on this show. And they also have Section 31, which is in the works for uh, a- after um, uh, Strange New Worlds, which will star Giorgio as the head of Section 31. Um, and then there's an unnamed show which uh, has been kicking around, which we don't really. They, they talk about this other Star Trek series, but we don't know what it is. Uh, and oh, and let's not forget Short Treks. As well um, we, have, we have two seasons of short treks So Star Trek is oh, alive thought... Doing well So they're doing a good job I, I thought
1: think. A... I thought they green lighted Pike
0: Yes that's Strange New Worlds Oh okay Strange New Worlds Is yeah, going to be no, Captain it, Pike, it, it... Mr. Spock and number one And I'm looking forward yeah. to that so yeah. no, their it, goal at uh, CBS All Access is to have Star Trek. Uh, we, we've just gone through 20, well, we're in the middle of 26 consecutive weeks with new Star Trek on TV, 26 consecutive weeks. When Discovery wow. ends, that'll be the end of, of Star And their goal, <laughs> CBS All Access's goal, is to have new Star Trek on TV every week. So that when you turn on the TV, you can watch new Star Trek, whether it's Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Lower Decks, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Section 31, Star Trek Prodigy, Star (laughs) Trek Short Treks, or Star Trek this Unnamed Show. Anytime that you turn on CBS All Access, their goal is for you to be able to watch a brand new Star Trek and that's what they're going towards and I think that's a great idea.
1: Maybe maybe CBS is making up for their mistake that they did in the sixties. You know, they went with Lost in Space instead of Star Trek.
0: Let's go back and they're,
1: they're they're covering all bets. <laughs>
0: Let's go back to the, to the pilot Of the original Star Trek Because that's an interesting Question and that's something That, that uh, fans will get Into arguments about And I've been called out On it by fans On Trek Talking before Now the original pilot The Cage with, with uh, Jeffrey Hunter Never aired on television It was filmed in black and white Never aired it didn't come out until oh, sometime in the '90s when uh, Gene Roddenberry went and they reconstructed it and and put no, it out on okay. video. Oh,
1: oh. Yeah, no, so, it's in color. Uh, well, I got yeah, but, to see it when when my brother when my brother my older brother was at Caltech in California. Um, they they had a special screening of. The cage, not the menagerie. The cage, and it was in color.
0: Yeah, they went back. The, the original is in black and white. The version that I have is in black and white. The only parts that were that are in color are the parts that were used in the menagerie. So let's go mm. back to that. So the cage was never was never shown, but they did cut it up and use it in Star Trek's only two-part episode called The Menagerie. So that's the only right. way people knew about Pike, and number one was through The Menagerie. And The Menagerie is just reusing footage from The Cage. So, so The Cage is episode, actually episode 00 of Star Trek. Then we have an interesting, then it gets interesting from there, because as Leslie said, they ordered a second pilot. The second pilot was called as Leslie said, where no man has gone before. And if you watch where no man has gone before, you will notice that the uniforms are different and they're all wearing different colors. And it's not quite the star Trek that we all grew up with and know and love today because they took everything from the cage and just reworked it for where no man has gone before. And then somehow... This is the part that, that that I don't know what happened. Between filming the second pilot where no man has gone before and filming uh, the pilot episode, which was actually man trap, everything changed between those two episodes, you know, and Ahura is wearing the well, red no, and- no,
1: if you look if you look at the uniforms in the man trap, um or unless I'm I I think that they still have the pilot uniforms not not the ones that uh came after or the ones that you normally see. I I think so, you know they I don't know what to call it. It was like the collar part was was that foldy kind of thing. So Oh yeah, no, her was in a uh, different color. Um Sulu was was botany, as opposed to navigation.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's different than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. You also had well, again, the uh, psychiatrist on there, um, Doctor. Um, uh, what was her name?
1: Yeah, oh, I can't think of his name. I know the actor's name is Paul Fix, but I can't think of what his what, is, what his character name is.
0: Oh, Boyce,
1: Dr. Boyce. That's it, Dr. Boyce. And,
0: uh, yeah, so, so there's actually, when you get down to it, what do you consider the pilot? Is it the cage? Is it where no man has gone before? Or is it the cage? When, you're, when you say the pilot of Star Trek, because it all depends on what reference, what, what you're talking about, which, as you said, is very unusual right. for a studio to do that. Well, um and they did it
1: right i mean for me uh the first pilot is the cage the second pilot is um where no man or where, where no man has gone before what, or whatever i may be, i may be minus a wrong word there but those are your first two pilots the first episode is the man trap
0: Yes, that's the first one that aired on television. And the second one that aired on television was Where No Man Has Gone Before, which is weird that they, that they showed them which backwards.
1: <laughs> which is actually the pilot that sold the series having Shatner as uh, Captain Kirk. And then everybody – well, it, it, it's it's funny. It comes in waves. Is everyone at some point or the other – We'll look at the tombstone that uh, Gary makes, and it says, uh, James R. Kirk. And everybody goes, oh, somebody made a mistake, you know. His name is James Tiberius Kirk. Should have been a T, not an R. Hey, it was the pilot. (laughs) This character yep. didn't exist. You know, it's like when people ask me about Nightmare on Elm Street. It was it was the creation of of a story. I mean, it 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 hadn't been written in stone yet. Or in this case, it was written in stone. <laughs> it's an R <laughs> instead of a T. <laughs> and
0: and that problem right there. That that's what I. That's what are referred to as gatekeepers in Star Trek. And those are the people that that will hate everything because it doesn't fit into canon. And that's when you pull out Captain Kirk's tombstone. And you say to these people, wait a second, wait a second, Uh, what is Captain Kirk's name? Oh, it's James T. Kirk. And then you pull up a picture of that and you say, yes. But if his name is James T. Kirk, why is it James R. Kirk on the tombstone? They violated canon. So you know, yeah, it's a TV show. It's well, a TV show. Like
1: <laughs> they were still creating. They were still creating. What What do I say? I mean, uh, creating a character is half half the writers and half the actors themselves. So so when when they were writing the pilot. Uh, James Kirk didn't necessarily have a middle name. I mean, somebody decided to put an R there, but uh but but they don't, if you think about it, or at least as far as I know, have you been able to tell me what his middle name was in that episode? I mean, it just says R. Uh, you know, it isn't James Roger Kirk. I mean, you there, there is no middle name. There's a middle initial, well, I, I, but there's no middle name. I remember
0: there was an episode called "The Changeling" where Nomad said that his name was James Roy Kirk, and that might have been what right. the R was. You know, the <laughs> R might have stood for Roy. But
1: again, you know. I I don't know if they did that on purpose <laughs> to 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 sort of explain away the R in uh in the pilot. <laughs> But that's a good, that's a good theory. But, um. That the machi- as far as why the Star machine, Trek- The machine must have watched the pilot. <laughs> and saw the <laughs> <Doom> film. That's <laughs> James R.
0: <laughs> it- it- watched the re Oh, what
1: a silly machine. <laughs> but
0: uh, back to the third season of Star Trek, I think. I think there's a lot of reasons. The third season is the weakest of the three. Uh, they had the most problems with the third season. And they also put the third season on Friday night at 10 p.m. And back in the 60s, I, who, who was watching TV Friday night at 10?
1: Yeah, no, you know? I think I think what NBC was trying to do, they they cancelled the series after the second season. They really canceled the series. They didn't want to get all these people, the fans upset. So so you know, what they they sabotaged themselves is what they did. They changed the time, uh, they wrote crummy scripts. You know, so by the time you're halfway through the third season, fans are going, What the blank is this?
0: <laughs> brain, I mean, brain. What is brain?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's, no, that's 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 how they sabotage. I'm telling you. The, it, I mean, even, even. Uh, I'm talking about any television show in general. If they possibly want to get rid of an actor, or 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 let's say move the family from one town to another, they just write some some really crummy scripts so they can say, oh, we're leaving, or, oh, the show is getting canceled because it's getting low ratings now. Well, why is it getting low ratings? It's because you're giving giving crummy storylines.
0: Yep, that's true. Well, Leslie, um believe it or not, our hour is over. Wow. Incredible. Wow, it just goes <laughs> Unfortunately my no, so night cool. isn't
1: over, but <laughs> but this yeah, no, that's amazing how fat how quickly it goes. But we did get to say Planet of the Apes.
0: <laughs> we we did get that in there.
1: I uh, I just wanna I just wanna
0: <laughs> wish you a happy Thanksgiving, Leslie. I hope you have a safe and happy Thanksgiving because I won't talk to you before then so happy Thanksgiving in advance
1: well the same to you well I'm actually believe it or not I'm hoping that I'm having Thanksgiving up in my room because I want to share it with with, with my little fur babies I'm sure Isaiah and Ava will love some turkey <laughs> oh
0: mine do and <laughs> I want to make sure that everybody listening knows that you can get in touch with Leslie on Facebook at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. Just head on over there and say hello. Uh, Leslie would love to hear from you. And thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight, Leslie. I really
1: appreciate it. Oh, Always, always so much fun talking to you. It, it I learn from you, fly-way. you learn from me. <laughs>
0: And Planet of the Apes always comes into it. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. guys, I want to say thank you to you guys because Leslie and I couldn't do the show if it wasn't for you guys, the fans. So thank you very much to all of you guys listening. And I hope that you guys all stay safe and have a happy holiday. Um, if you're listening in the United States, mm-hmm. we wish you the West. And I'm your host, Uncle Jim. Saying thank you very much Make sure you tune in to Truck Talking and Beyond We'll be on Saturday Instead of Thursday Because of Thanksgiving So make sure you check us out if you can And um, that's it Hailing frequencies are closed Good night everybody Night Let's see what's out there
1: Engage